Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I hope you all are having an amazing week. You guys, we are so close to summer, and I am so excited. Although I prefer the fall because it's like the perfect weather this summer, just, oh my gosh, there's nothing better than being at the beach and the sun hitting your skin and hearing the waves. I am just very excited. So if you needed something to look forward to, just remember that summer is right around the corner. Now, today's episode is actually going to be the recording from a class I taught a few weeks ago called How to Execute While Balancing a 9 to 5. This is one of the questions I used to get asked all the time when I was working full time. How are you able to, you know, do all the projects for your full time job, also work on your business? And also, I told you guys I had a nonprofit, so I was doing so much and I was getting a lot of stuff done. And I really believe there was a grace in my life and some strategy that the Lord taught me during that season to help me to make the most of my time and also be able to overcome some of that mental warfare that was trying to come against me during that time. So without further ado, we are going to go ahead and let the recording play. The audio may sound a little bit different, again, because it was taught live, but I hope that you guys enjoy this. You can also click the link in the show notes if you want to view the video version, which has the slides. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into this free class, how to execute your God projects while balancing a nine to five. You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Alrighty, welcome, 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 family, to uh, tonight's class, which is on how to execute your God projects while working nine to five, or just the crazy schedule. Maybe you're in full time entrepreneurship. Maybe you are a stay at home mom, and you just have a million things going on. This is the class um, that God has called me to launch because I know everybody's asking that question. Like God, you have me. I have these great ideas, or maybe it's just one idea, but I also have all these other things on my plate. And, you know, not only am I battling my own thoughts inside my head, but now I'm trying to figure out how I'm even going to have time to move this project forward. So that's what we're going to cover today. Um, it's going to be an opportunity for you to ask questions. Um, at any point, you can ask me questions or you can just save your questions towards the end. But I always like to have that opportunity for you to get real time feedback because everybody's God project is different. So. Before we get started, just a refresher, just in case anybody is not familiar, um, but my name is Kyla Jackson, and I'm an execution coach and strategist. I help overthinkers and information porters get out of their heads so they can execute their God projects. And I've been doing this all my life, really, but now I just have a language to put um, the skills to what I'm actually doing. So I'm very excited about that. And so a question I get asked often is what is a God project? So obviously a God project is anything that God has called you to do, but specifically what I help uh, people launch is specifically like creative projects. So things like courses, books, YouTube channels, programs, journals, planners, blogs, whatever you're selling like online or things like that. That's my specialty. Um, And I noticed that those are the things that have us, they put us in an uncomfortable position sometimes because the things that we're creating are very personal to us and 
Sometimes they require us to be vulnerable. Um, and sometimes, you know, they they come from our own story. There's so many different origins. So I know I know the the heaviness and the battle that comes with pushing these things forward. While to some other people, it just may be a project for you. It's like it's like a baby. It's part of you. And so my goal is to help you to move past all that mental opposition and get a strategic plan in place so that you can actually finish these things and not just start them and abandon them. And then what do I provide? I just like to break this down just to be very clear. So as an execution coach and strategist, I provide, number one, mental and spiritual guidance. Anything that you're going to create for God, it is not just a simple project, right? It is a seed that God is going to use to bless someone in the earth or to solve a problem. And so with that, the enemy is going to spend all of his time trying to stop you from producing that seed, whether it's a seed that's going to lead to something bigger or the seed itself is what God is going to use. There is going to be mental opposition that is different from the average person who's just creating something, right? You are creating a, a, a solution to someone's problem. And so I'm here to help you to overcome those mental objections, help you to navigate spiritual warfare and not get discouraged and distracted by whatever the enemy is going to throw your way. Um, I also provide, again, strategic planning and marketing direction. So I have a very diverse background in marketing, design, strategic planning, and I work with hundreds of individuals in all different types of industries. So I have a wide background on how to push a project forward um, and not just, you know, it, it goes beyond the planning, but how do we actually take this plan and implement it so we're seeing the results. Um, and then the third thing I offer through my services is thought organization. So a lot of people that come to me, again, they have so many different things on their minds. Some of them have multiple um, God projects and some of them just don't even know where to start. So I am the place where you come to to get all of the things that have been going on in your head and I help you put some order to those things. So by the time you leave a session with me, you're not feeling like you're all over the place, but you are clear and confident on what God has called you to do and how you can actually move forward with it and be consistent. And then the last thing is accountability. So it is so important that we have accountability in moving these things forward, because, again, it's not just it's not just about starting a blog or launching a journal or launching, you know, a YouTube channel. It's about the what God is going to use that platform for what he's going to you know, who he, who it's for, right? Like we, there are people that are assigned to the things that God has called us to create. And that's why it's such an urgency. But sometimes, you know, through our mental opposition and through all the different things that we have going on in our life, we can get just overwhelmed and distracted. And so I'm here to hold you accountable to completing that project while also helping you to work through some of that mental trauma that comes up as you are trying to move forward. So before we go any further and really get into the nip and grit of tonight, I do want to start us off in prayer. So, Lord, I just thank you, Wanda, for just bringing these wonderful women here. Father, I thank you that you have placed something special on the inside of them, Father. And I thank you for their willingness to show up, God, despite whatever mental battles they may have been facing. Father, I thank you that it is your desire tonight to see us mentally free, God. It is your desire to see us walk in confidence in the things that you've called us to create. And it is also your will for us to be doers of the things that you have called us to do, Father, that we will be finishers, God. We will no longer be people who start something and don't finish it, God, or who get stuck in analysis by paralysis, Father. But you will spiritually equip us, Father, to launch these things forward. And not just to launch them, Father, but to launch them with confidence, God, with 
excellence, God. And so I just pray, God, that you would prepare our minds and our hearts tonight for the strategy that you have for us and that we would leave here empowered, Father, not just temporarily, God, but consistently so that we may be finishers. Um, in Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. All right. So what you're going to see here is a glimpse of what my 2022 timeline looked like. Um, and this is only the outside projects that God had me create. Now, pre-warning, there was a grace on my life last year that God was warning me of. He was telling me that he was going to increase my capacity. And so the word sounded very cute when I got it. But then he started to reveal all the things that um, he was calling me to do during this short time span of a year. Now, during this time, I was also working a nine to five. I was a full-time digital marketing manager where I was managing, I was working for a company that had multiple brands underneath it. So the company had three brands that I was managing their online marketing efforts. And then it also had clients outside of that. So from any given time, I was working on about seven to eight brands um, doing digital marketing efforts at one time on top of having to launch all of this. So needless to say, it was a very stressful time in my life. And I remember, you know, pushing back at God saying, like, why do you like, how can I even do all of these things? And honestly, a lot of the things that you're going to see here were things that some of the things I didn't even have experience in doing. Right. Some of them weren't even related to the, the field that God had me in, but they were seeds that were going to be planted for the next season. And so during the course of that year, um, I think that this mic is on. But during the course of that year, I had launched a YouTube course, which I, at the time, I wasn't even marketing anything towards YouTube. But now I can see that that was a seed that God is actually going to use in some in the future endeavors. But at that time, I had also launched my podcast back in 2021. So I was maintaining the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I had launched a program during that time and some challenges that were building up, um, just building up the program. And then also during that time, I was establishing a nonprofit. So completely unrelated to my business. But again, when God calls you to do something, sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with your giftings or your talents, but more so the, the bigger purpose that God has created you for. So during that time, I had launched a nonprofit and we were getting ready to launch our first in-person conference. I had never launched an in-person event before. So there were so many different things that were attached to that like redoing our website, launching merge, getting the conference planning ready together. And then I was also writing a book. Okay, during that year, I launched a book that was related to my nonprofit. And so all of this, like I said, happened in a year. And I remember throughout the year, I mean, I was going, going, going. I was extremely overwhelmed. I was getting hit with so much like mental warfare because some of the things, like I said, were things that I didn't have experience in. So I was dealing with a lot of, imposter syndrome and comparison. And one of the major things, the reason why I had so much to do in this particular year is because many of these seeds were things that God had told me to do in previous years that I had not done. And so one of the importance and the things that bring urgency to what I'm doing here as an execution coach is reminding us that when God tells us to do something, it's not going to go away. Right. Like sometimes we hear God, 
we hear him tell us to do something and then we put it to the side thinking that he will maybe change his mind or thinking that we have more time to do it. But what really happens is, is that the window for which we are to execute that thing just gets smaller and smaller. And so what happens is you wind up having to complete the thing that God told you to do at a time that is out of season, right? It's a time where you're typically super busy. It's inconvenient when in reality, the time that the Lord gives us something and when you feel that urgency to move forward is the time that you should be working on it because there's a level of grace there. But the longer that you you procrastinate and you don't move forward, the the tighter that window gets. And so that's what leads to all the stress and the warfare because we are executing things out of season. And so it's my goal as we go through these strategies today that we will have an urgency on really moving forward with the things that God has called us to do in the season that he gives us because it will eliminate so much stress and you will not have to be feeling so overwhelmed and bombarded emotionally. When God speaks a word, there's a grace at that time. Uh, if he's telling you that that's the time to move forward to get that thing done. So again, back to my 2022 timeline, all of those different things God had me do and they all got done. Believe it or not, they all got done. And I was what I learned from this experience where God was increasing my capacity is that things don't take as long as we think they do. Right. Sometimes we give ourselves these ridiculously long timelines. And what we're really doing is delaying the opportunity for failure. Right. We don't want to start a thing and then do it wrong or be in the wrong direction. We often like to just make it. We like to extend that time as long as possible, that window of being judged. Right. Because when we put something out there, it's for the public. And then we have to worry about people's opinions. And is it good enough? And are people going to receive it? All of these things, right? But at the end of the day, things don't take as long as we think that they do. And I learned that last year. And so I'm teaching people how to move forward in the grace that God has given you for that particular season and watching how much that mental warfare that you experience will reduce. And I want you to think about your jobs for an example, right? Many, if you're here, most likely you're working to a nine to five. When your your boss tells you to do something, right? Maybe your boss tells you that you need to have a project done and he wants it literally in a week. Most of the time, you're going to get that project done in a week. And it's because there's an urgency there by this deadline that your boss has set. Now, originally, you may think that a week is not long enough to get that project. So you come in, you give yourself like a bunch of excuses. You go through all the mental things that happen when you have a tight deadline. But at the end of the day, that is that pressure of that deadline that helps you to get that thing produced. And so what we want to do is build a habit of not giving ourselves such long deadlines to do something and being and recognizing that, again, when God gives you something to do, that there's a grace to get it done in a supernatural amount of time. Now, of course, before we can even talk about time management and all those other things, we have to talk about our mind, right, and mind management and what really keeps a lot of us stuck in our head. And it's this analysis by paralysis. Usually when God is calling us to do something, it is something, again, that makes us uncomfortable. It requires us to be vulnerable or sometimes it's, you know, stepping into something that you maybe have never done before. So you have all of these things going around in your mind. and Sometimes you have genuine concerns and then sometimes you just have excuses that you make for yourself when 
you don't want to be in an uncomfortable position, right? So something that I feel like, something that I feel like comes up is sometimes people say, I feel like I need a little bit more experience before I move forward. Now, this can be a genuine concern, again, because let's say in the case of maybe you are, um, you're writing a, you're launching a book, right? You're writing a book. Maybe you've never written a book before. And so you do need to do a little bit of research about what the book writing process is about. So that is something where you can say, okay, what do I need to do to gain more experience? I need to look up, you know, what, what is the process to writing a book? How do I get it printed? All those other things, right? But that process of research should not be taking you a whole year. It should not be taking you six months, right? This is where I'm talking about how we're taking a genuine concern and we're, we are stretching it out to the point where we are saying that our research is making us, uh, is, is our research is us actually working on the project, right? Executing and researching are two different things. You can gain more experience in a realistic amount of time versus spending six months researching on, on something. You're going to make far more progress <clears throat> by executing something than researching it. And I say this because, again, we're working in windows where we are wanting to reduce the amount of time that we have to overthink something. Overthinking is a habit, right? Overthinking is not who you are. It's not an identity. There is a habit of overthinking that you've had for years and you can break it by retraining yourself, right? And the, a part of that retraining um, when it comes to working on your God project is reducing the amount of time that you give yourself to do something. Now, another thing that comes up is um, people are saying, I'm not 100% sure if this is me or God. I don't want to make the wrong decision. Sometimes when God gives you something, you question whether or not it's him. And that's a normal thing. Um, but one thing that has always been helpful when it comes to hearing the, the voice of God is what is the first thing that you heard God say? I have always lived by this. God taught me this when I was first learning to hear his voice. And he was telling me that the first thing that you hear is usually my voice. The second thing that you hear is the enemy trying to confuse you about what I said. And then the third thing is, is yourself. It's your own voice where you are rationalizing between the two. So it's safe to say that whatever you're here for, the first thing that popped up in your mind when you saw this class is probably the thing that God wants you to work on. And we can work on the thoughts and stuff that come up when, you know, when you think about those things. But at the end of the day, even the mental warfare that you're experiencing is not an excuse to move forward. We have to get past the point. There are legitimate things that come up when we try to move forward. And those things are coming up so the Lord can help us to deal with those things. But they're not things that are supposed to stop us in our tracks so that we don't complete them. So I want to make that very clear. While I am help here to help you to you know, defeat that mental opposition, we're not going to spend so much time entertaining those thoughts when the Lord gave us the ability to cast them down. Right. There's think work still needs to be done. If you look at any time the Lord called anybody in the Bible to do something, even Moses. Right. When the Lord called Moses to go and to lead the Israelites, you know, to to the promised land. There were so many things that came up um, for Moses. Right. Like he felt like he wasn't good at speech. He felt like a whole bunch of other things. And the Lord worked with worked through those things with him by reminding Moses of who he was and the God that was with him. And so we're going to take those same strategies um, as we're going. All righty. Now, the third thing is, are people really going to support me? This is a really big thing. 
Um, I remember when I was launching my the podcast, right? One of the things, even though I knew the podcast would be helpful, in my mind, I was just like, well, there are a lot of podcasts out here that talk about, you know, getting things done and mindset. And I was just like, I was always comparing myself like, man, are people really going to support me if I put this thing out there? I, you know, is it going to fall on deaf ears? Like no one's going to listen. Those are natural things that go through our mind. But we have to remind ourselves that our God does not speak things that are wasted, right? God would not tell you to launch something if there was not an intended audience for it, right? Before you were even here, God set good things for you to do, which means that those good things involved a body of people, right? Our God is so intentional. We, I always say like, if we're, we have a driver's vision, right? Like when you're driving on the road, you can only see a couple cars in front of you, but the Lord, he has the aerial view. He can see all of the traffic up ahead. He, he's a planner. He's the old, you can't outplan God. So if God spoke to you, he told you to, to, to launch a course or to write a blog or to start a YouTube channel or write a book, there is an intended audience for it. So you don't even have to worry about whether people are going to support you or not. God does not waste words. He doesn't waste uh, projects. Like there's a reason why he chose you to do it. Now, another thing that comes up is people saying, people will say like, I keep seeing people do the same thing as me. I hope they don't think I'm copying them or maybe I'm starting too late. I know we have all heard the term, there's nothing new under the sun. And it's true. And just because there's something that's similar out there does not mean it's going to be what you produce. There is a reason why we can have so many different types of pastors, right? There's all teaching the same message. There's a reason why we can have every single clothing brand that you think of has a white t-shirt. And do you think that that brand is not going to sell a white t-shirt just because the other brand has it? No, because there's something about that white t-shirt that is unique to that brand. And it's a reason why somebody will buy that one over that one. But at the end of the day, all of those all of those stores have customers. Why? Because even when there's something similar in the market, there is something unique about the person that is creating it. So for you, whether it's the way that you write, maybe it's your style, your personality, right? For you, if you're designing like a journal or something, maybe it's the way that you process information, the questions that you may ask, the designs that you may launch. There's a difference in a unique way that you're going to launch something that is needed. Right. We have to remind ourselves God is not going to tell us to launch something that's not needed. It's not necessary. He's a very intentional God. And so when you're in that place and you're wondering, like, if you find yourself, you know, uh, unconsciously or subconsciously comparing yourself to others, take an information fast. Get off the Internet and start building in silence. That is my number one strategy for anybody who feels like they are just bombarded with comparison. Because again, you can get on the internet minding your business and not even mean to be comparing yourself, but it happens because we are inundated with so much information throughout our, our daily lives. So it's almost like impossible to avoid what everybody else is doing. But during that time where you're working on your God project, take an information fast. Just get off, stop researching and build with the information that you already Now, let's get into the details, right? I want to make this very plain because I am not here to give you a bunch of information that's going to overcomplicate this process. We're going to get right to it. So how do we make time for our God projects? The first thing that you need to do is you need to identify how long the project will take you, right? Let's use the example for if you're starting a YouTube channel, right? 
It does not take a year for you to start a YouTube channel. It does not take six months for you to start a YouTube channel, right? We have to reduce these deadlines. You can start a YouTube channel in less than a month. It will take you less than 15 minutes to set up your YouTube page, right? If you've been sitting with the Lord, if you have the idea for a YouTube channel, more than likely the Lord has probably already started giving you some topics or even just one topic to start with. We don't need a whole blueprint to just start with the information that the Lord has given us, right? Sometimes the Lord works in seeds. He won't give you the whole plan because he, out of his mercy and his love, sometimes he doesn't give us the whole plan because he knows that that's more things that we will overthink, right? He will give you the information that you need to get started. Sometimes you have just enough light for the next step. And that is actually God in his mercy and his grace so that you are not trying to move ahead of him and you are not overthinking. How can you overthink something that you're not aware of, right? Some of the things that God has called me to launch, if he would have told me the totality of what it would have been, I would have been like, absolutely not. I cannot do this. I would have been talking myself out of it. But there's a reason why he feeds us things and seeds. So first identify and be realistic about how long the project will take you, right? If you're going to start a blog, just create the site, right? It doesn't mean you have to start writing immediately, create the site, Get the name from the Lord and start writing maybe personally first before you launch it publicly. You can do all of that in, in two to three weeks, right? We have to start reducing and being realistic about how long it's going to take us. Now, the second thing is breaking down your projects into smaller tasks. I know that this is something that we hear, but it's not something that we actually do. Often we'll, we'll get the bigger picture, right? Maybe God says, okay, I want you to launch a planner. And so you're like, okay, you're, you're buying 50 million planner courses and they're giving you, you know, sometimes long dragged out ways to do things. And now you're, you're subconsciously comparing the way that you are creating to the way that they are creating. God will give you the most simple strategy. Sometimes it will be by, be by connecting you to someone else for a blueprint, but more than often, this, these things that God is creating us, they can start in simple seeds first. You're, it doesn't have to be the end all be all for your project, right? Things can continue to evolve. They can continue to be developed. They are works in progress and that's okay. So begin to break your project down into smaller tasks. I always ask myself, what are the first three things that need to be done in order to move this God project forward? If we're talking about a YouTube channel, I need to create the YouTube channel account. Right. I need to come up with a name for my channel. Um, and before I even start designing or any of those things, I need to know what I'm talking about. So those are three simple things that I can do to just get started. Now, video editing and all those other things that those are things that can be learned along the way. But we got to start getting to just the core of what is the what is the what is needed to build the foundation of this thing and breaking it down as simple as possible. Again, you cannot compare your day one to somebody's year five. Somebody who's been YouTubing for five years is going to be way more advanced and their stuff is going to look completely different than you who is starting on day one. And that is okay. Things are supposed to get better. If you go back and you see those people's videos when they first started, they're going to be completely different than how they are now. Your first version of your journal or your planner may look completely different to something that God tells you to launch maybe two or three years later. And that is okay. Right. Your first blog post, it may be all over the place, but that is OK, because it is something that can be worked on. So begin to break your projects down into smaller tasks and you will find that it will be less overwhelming and you'll be able to break them down into more achievable chunks.
Now, the third thing is to add these smaller tasks. Once you begin to identify the project, you break it down into smaller tasks. The third thing is to add these smaller tasks into your weekly schedule with a date and a time in 15-minute time blocks. I cannot stress the important. I talk to so many people who walk around with a mental to-do list. They never write anything down. They always have, you know, this, and this is outside of your God project. This is like your, your daily life. You, you have all of your schedules and your reminders in your head. And then you wonder why you have so much warfare. It's because you cannot see, right? Imagine fighting an enemy that you cannot see, right? This is what spiritual warfare is. It's fighting an enemy that you cannot see. You don't know where to swing. You don't know where to punch because there's nothing in front of you, right? Everything is all up here. But when you begin to plan out, be strategic and plan out your week, you're able to see, okay, I feel like I don't have enough time to do this. But when I actually sit down and I say, okay, what does my week look like? What are the tasks that I have for my job, right? What are the personal tasks, right? Again, we have sometimes, you know, some people may have kids. You may um, just have, you know, personal tasks to do at your home. Look at your week as a whole and see what is going on for your week. And you will realize that it's not as much as you think. And there are some things that are on your your list that can be moved around to other weeks, some things that are unnecessary. Like when you begin to take control of your weekly schedule, you will have such a peace of mind. Again, it's not going to stop the warfare from coming because it's the enemy's job to steal, kill and destroy. But as more peaceful and organized that you can make your week, the more clear your mind will be. So that way you'll be able to easily identify when it's the enemy speaking to you, um, when it's God speaking to you, and you'll just be much more focused. The worst thing that you can do is try to execute in a God project without having any structure on, on your week. You have to have a handle on your schedule. It doesn't mean that you need a fancy app or any of those things. You can do this with pen and paper. It takes less than 15 minutes, right? And I can tell you my example. So for me, I plan out my week. Um, on Fridays, Fridays or Saturdays for the following week. And I sit down and I spend 15 minutes just saying, what do I have going on for this week? And then whatever my God project is that I'm focusing on in that season, I start to say, okay, this task I can put, I have time for this on Wednesday, you know, at 7.30 a.m. And I can work on it for 15 minutes. 15 minutes is a long time, you guys. When you're when you're just getting started and when you're pushing these things out, you may feel like you need to be spending hours and hours on your project. But the point is to just get started. The point is to just get started. Once you begin to work on something for even five minutes, you begin to be in a flow and you'll get more done. For example, if you're starting a blog, spend 15 minutes writing your blog posts. Right. And one thing I would like to do, I would like to share with you guys is habit stacking. If you're not familiar with habit stacking, I talked about this on a podcast episode, but it's when you take an existing habit and then you take a new habit and you pair the two together so you can be consistent. So one of the things that I do is I always whenever I'm working on a God project, I always pair it with my time with God. Right. I spend my time with God first thing in the morning. So immediately after I spend my time with God, I also add on 15 minutes to work on my God project. Just 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be 15 minutes every day. It just depends on how long it's going to take you to get your assignment. But if you're already used to spending your time with God, just tack on 15 minutes to that. If you have a night routine and you're once you settle down, maybe your routine is maybe you read or something or you do your skincare. 
or whatever it is, tack on 15 minutes to work on your God project. If you have a lunch break at work, this is something that I did often. Whenever I finished my lunch, sometimes I didn't take the whole hour. So I would take my lunch break for 30 minutes and then for 15 minutes, I would start working on something. So just get in the habit of just taking those smaller tasks and actually putting them with a date and time to complete on your calendar. It's not enough to just say, oh, God called me to launch this thing and just leave it up in the air. You have to begin to break those things down and add a deadline to them. Treat it as if you would treat your job, right? If your boss told you to do something, you would get it done. And sometimes we we take, we put more emphasis on the things that our boss tells us to do than our heavenly boss. We work with more urgency for a, for a, uh, a nine to five project than our God projects. And we have to get out of that mindset. Now, the last thing is you want to get accountability by telling someone what you're doing or announcing it. The quickest way to get something done is to have somebody else holding you accountable. I cannot tell you how many times I have purposely told, like launch something or just say, hey, God, for example, I'll give the podcast for example. Before I ever launched the podcast, I told people the podcast was coming. And it wasn't, that I'm a marketer, so I know this was a marketing strategy. But for me, it was also, a it was me committing um, to something in public. Once I tell people I'm doing something, I'm a person that holds myself accountable because I don't want to let myself down or other people down. So sometimes you just have to tell people what you're building and hold yourself accountable. When I'm launching a class, sometimes I may not even have the 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 content developed, but I'm telling people, hey, I'm launching a class on this date and at this time. Do you know what's going to happen at that date and that time? I'm going to show up and we're going to teach these classes. So I don't care if you tell a friend, but tell somebody that's going to hold you accountable. This is a reason why coaching is so powerful because I'm not always in it for to to aid in your feelings. I'm here to help you push out what God has called you to do. And we'll manage the thoughts and manage the warfare along the way. But when you have somebody that is committed to making sure that you don't get distracted and that can help you when things do come up, because again, spiritual warfare, mental opposition, those things do come up and they're things that need to be dealt with, but they're not things that need to be dwelled on for a long period of time. Now, again, there are some things that come up where therapy is necessary. This is this is not therapy. This is accountability. This is working through the things that come up in real time when it comes to your God projects. But that is how you make time for them. It's just simply breaking down these complicated things into very simple tasks. And it's something that sometimes you don't even know, you know, how to do that. And that's something that I can help with as well, because everybody's project is unique and everybody's schedule is unique. Um, but if God told you to launch it, he, there's definitely time to do it. Now, let's talk about building consistency with your God projects, because it's not just enough to just start your God project. Again, we are trying to become finishers. We do. Everybody knows somebody who says they're going to do something and then they fall off. Right. The gym is a great example. We say we're going to work out. We work out for a week and then we never go back to the gym again. But the membership is still being charged. We want to break that habit and become consistent with the things that God has called us to do. So um, there's a great book and it's called Atomic Habits and it's by James Clear. And he talks about the four, <clears throat> the four principles of building a new habit. And they are to make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy and make it satisfying. So when it comes to our God projects, when you're making something obvious, I want you to write your idea down on index cards and place them in obvious places. 
whenever I'm working on something, I have to remind myself often of what I'm working on because Again, when you have a crazy schedule or a nine to five or a bunch of responsibilities, you will get distracted. And so you have to have something that brings you back, right? That reminds you to work on these things. So maybe for you, you don't like index cards. Okay, use post-it notes, put reminders on your phone to remind you, hey, this is due. You have to treat this like a real project, just like you would do at your job, just like you would do with a client. And the next thing is to make it attractive. Now, this is not a requirement, but typically when you have an environment that is conducive to creativity, it's easier for you to create. So this is as simple as whether you want to set the creative mood with your favorite candle or maybe your favorite music. Music is a really good way to set an environment for creativity. So again, like I said, a really helpful strategy when you're working on your God project is to do it right after your time with God. Even if your time with God is 20 minutes or something, wake up 15 minutes earlier so you can tap on your 15 minutes to work on your God project and allow your worship music to flow. There are some times when I play my instrumental, you know, prophetic music and I'm and I was writing my book and the words were just coming, right? When you can work under the anointing that comes with, you know, comes straight out of the presence of God. It's a very, very powerful strategy and it's really helpful to do it, especially if you have kids and everybody's up. Like once everybody is asleep, you know, and you have that quiet time, like work out of that, out of that anointing and out of that presence and you will be able to get a lot more done. Um, And again, taking those same principles, making it easy, add it to your calendar and your to-do list. If you, if you leave this session and you still walk around with the mental to-do list, y'all, you cannot do that. You, you, you cannot do that. You will literally, you have over 60,000 thoughts a day. How do you think you're going to get anything done? You're going to be forgetting things. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to be bombarded if you do not learn how to start planning out your week and adding these tasks somewhere where you can see them and hold yourself accountable for them. It doesn't matter whether you do it with an app, which I'm going to show you a great app to do it that's very simple, or you do it with a you know pen and paper. Either one, but you want to make a consistent practice of it gives you control, right? You don't have control over a lot of things that God tells you to do, but you do have control over what you focus on each day. And I think that that brings you some type of peace when you have control over your day, right? Versus you just getting up and your day is running you. And that's how a lot of guys' days have been going, where you get up and the day has just taken over. And next thing you know, it's, you know, it's nine o'clock and it's time for bed. And, you know, all you did was, all of the things that random. Um, and the last thing is to make it satisfying. So add it to your to-do list and cross it off. Track your progress and celebrate small wins. You don't need to launch a whole six-figure company before you, you congratulate yourself for the progress that you made. If you wrote a half a blog post, congratulate yourself because it's more than what you had before. If you did the layout for your journal, congratulate yourself. If you planned out a video and recorded it and maybe you didn't edit it yet, okay, congratulate yourself because you want to begin to build up that momentum, right? When we are not feeling encouraged or inspired, it's easy for us to to fall off. It's the reason why a lot of people don't stick with their gym routine because they work out for a short period of time and they don't see the results, right? They don't have anything to celebrate. So they lose that momentum. But you want to make a habit of celebrating every small win. When you are faced with overthinking and you begin to cast those thoughts down and now you have the strength to move forward, celebrate those things because there was a time in your life where you were stuck and you weren't even able to move forward at all. So begin to celebrate those things. Now, this is an app 
that is unfortunately only available for um, Apple users. For Android users, I recommend something like Notion, which is a platform. It's a little bit more in-depth, but it covers a lot of ground. But Smart Task is an amazing app um, that allows you to plan out your week, um, your month, whatever. But I use it for weekly planning. And if you have, it has a widget, right? So your widget will allow you, it'll give you like a summary of what you're doing each day, um, like a little preview. This is how my actual home screen is set up. Now it says 11 tasks, but that was just because I forgot to check off some tasks throughout that day. Typically, I only have two to three tasks that are for each day. Um, and I recommend anybody who's planning out their to-do list to just focus on those two to three high priority tasks because you don't want to spend your energy on things that are not actually important or add them to, to you. To, like People always add, you know, checking my email to their to-do list, but it's like you were going to check your email anyway. So that's not an, an accomplishment for the day. You want to spend your energy on those high priority things. And this is, again, this is through, this is a whole life strategy, not just with your God projects. But through the app, basically, it has different categories. Um, you can do it by color, which is always helpful. Um, and you can you can set your reminders for it to go off. And literally, you just type it in. There's a place for you to add notes and all that in there. And it's very, very simple. Simple, fast, and effective. Um, there is a free version of the app on the App Store. I believe I paid for the full version. It was like $9 or something like that for the year. And it just allows you to have more custom colors. Um, I'm an aesthetic person. so having things that look visually appealing helped me to get more done. But this is a very simple way. And then it gives you the seven-day preview. So like it'll show you like you have tasks that say whenever. And those are tasks that, this is a great, the whenever section is a great place to write down. Sometimes ideas that come through your mind or tasks that you're not necessarily sure where you can fit in. Um, and then the rest of them, it'll just show you like your seven-week preview, which I really enjoy. So I can see a glance at my week. And then I literally just click them, drag them. If I feel like I'm busier on a certain day or I have too many tasks, I can just move it to the next day. So if you're using a, a regular journal, that's completely fine. But in this day and age, it's really important probably to have something that has reminders that go off. Because if you don't have your planner with you, sometimes you'll forget what um, you're, you're working on. So that is a free app. Again, there is a paid version that I do recommend if you'd like, but you definitely don't have to. But with the gist, the main thing that you want to do is you want to focus on executing over thinking. Again, the longer you give yourself to think about something, the more time you will spend thinking. And then the more time you will have battling all of the thoughts that the enemy will come at you. The quicker you can get something done, the more focused you will be. This is a strategy. I was literally the type of person that would overthink myself into paralysis. Like if you gave me a project, I would literally spend day and night thinking of all the reasons why I could not do it. And every time I would try to move forward, I would feel like I was literally frozen. And every single doubt, all those things would come up. But once I started just doing 15 minutes of working on that thing, if something did come up, I was already working on it. And it was something that I could bring to God. I was thinking a lot more clearly. And every single one of my clients who has done this strategy, even outside of their God projects, gets so much done. Okay, you do not have to be a victim of overthinking. You are not an overthinker. It's just a habit of overthinking that can be broken with this simple principle of executing overthinking and just taking those tasks down to 15 minutes. 
Now, let's talk about the cost of delaying your God projects, because I talked about how a lot of times we are holding in higher priority the task that, you know, our boss gives us versus the task that our heavenly boss gives us. So when you are delaying your God projects, number one, you're holding up someone else's breakthrough. Many of you have found, you know, maybe a book or a podcast or something that has really been influential in helping your life. But imagine if that person had never launched that podcast. Imagine if that person had never launched that book. That would be a prayer of yours that would not have been answered because it was in somebody else's hands. So whatever God has called you to do, whether it's to write a blog, to launch a planner, to write a book, to launch a course, it is a answer to someone's prayer. Someone was praying, God, I pray that you would give me motivation to help me get out of my head. And that answer was inside of me by the podcast and everything else that I was going to produce. But imagine if I had never launched it right? Everybody has that one book that has changed their life. Imagine if that person would have never launched that, right? You would still be wondering, you would still be stuck because everything is a solution. Even it doesn't matter how small you think something is. One blog post could completely change somebody's perspective on life and help them to move forward. You just have no idea what's connected to your God project. So you don't, if you don't want anybody holding up well, God, you know, your answer, then you shouldn't be holding up anybody else's answer. And like I said, it's a process of working through our thoughts, yes. But at the end of the day, that urgency, sometimes what keeps me going and helps me push past my own thoughts is, man, I would not want to be responsible for holding up somebody else's breakthrough. Okay. The second thing is you're rocking up possible income streaming. A lot of us are asking God for increase, God, you know, bless the works of my hands, open up doors, opportunity for me. And sometimes the way that God wants to bless you financially is through something he's calling you to create, right? I remember I sat on my journal for years. Like the, I got the idea for the, the Cash Your Cares journal back in like 2019. And I was overthinking and I was like, I started the design and I stopped designing it. And then I finally just put it out, right? Thousands of dollars have been made with just a journal, Right. That is something that I had been praying for increase for God to provide passive income streams for me. And here I was sitting on that. Right. When you allow it's, every thought that comes in your mind is not your own. A lot of it is just the enemy trying to get you to be distracted from what God has called you to do. And so sometimes the warfare that we're facing is literally not even our own thoughts. When God is speaking to us, he's speaking to the truest version of who we are, which is the qualified version to do what he's called us to do. He's not speaking to our to our insecurities and the ways that we feel like we're not ready. He's speaking to the version of us that he's created before we even knew who we were. He's very intentional. I um, mean, the third cost of delaying your God projects is increased stress and responsibilities out of season. Again, what you delay in one season, you're going to have to make up in another. And sometimes it's going to be a season that's really inconvenient. Right. Sometimes God may give you something to do when you don't have as much going on. But then the longer we sit in our overhead, our heads and we overthink it. Now we have to do that thing anyway in a season where it's a lot more going on and it is a lot more stress involved. So when you begin to just do things in the season that God has called you to do, you will find that there will be a grace there. There will be a grace to overcome that mental opposition. There will be a grace to focus and to get it done in a quick amount of time. And then the fourth, fourth cost of delaying your God projects is you're going to be stuck in cycles of stagnation and delay. A lot of times we find ourselves in the same place every single year. 
And it's not because God doesn't want a new season for us. It's because God will literally not give you the next set of instructions until you have done the last thing. So a lot of us are praying for God to bring us into a new season or help us through this transition or give us something to do. And he's like, did you do the last thing that I told you to do? And until you do that thing, you will not move forward. Some scriptures that I really want to highlight is 1 Samuel 15, 23. It says that rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. Another word for rebellion is disobedience. So disobedience is literally as sinful as witchcraft. And I know we don't like to just put it plain out there like that. But James 4, 17 says, remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and not to do it. We always talk about that in terms of temptation, but it's also in terms of obedience. When God gives you something to do, it is an assignment, right? It is not an option of maybe I'll do this if I feel like or if I can push myself through this. No, it is a, a commandment. It's an assignment for us to do, right? And so when we know that we need to be doing something and we don't do it, we are in disobedience, no matter what the reason is, right? And we have to go back to the Bible. If we look at all of the different the reasons that the people in the Bible had to not move forward, God did not allow their reasons to stop them from being obedient, right? They had valid reasons. They didn't feel like they were enough. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know how it was going to work out, right? They were really in their heads about it. But at the end of the day, God did not allow those things to excuse them from what he called them to create because what they were called to do was way bigger than all of the warfare that the enemy was sending against them. So yes, warfare is going to come. God told us that, but he also told us that he gave us victory and authority over our thoughts. So you don't have to be a victim of, it doesn't matter how long you've been sitting out of your head. Today, you can make the decision to say, you know what? I know what I'm hearing in my head, but I'm going to move forward anyway. And when those things come up, I'm going to bring them before God. I'm going to use my authority that the Lord gave me, and I'm going to move forward in what God called me to do because people are leaving. Now, because I know that a lot of us will sit through this class and we'll say, I'm so empowered. I'm so excited to do what it is that God's called me to do. And then probably a week later, it will fall off and then we'll sign up for the next thing. God is calling you to be a finisher. He wants you to be clear and confident about what he has called you to do. And sometimes he knows that we just need help right? We've tried to do things on our own. We've tried to try to do this, these things on our own timelines, but they're still not getting done. And so the Clear and Confident Academy is a five-week coaching program designed to help women break the habit of overthinking and become confident executors. This is a program that's not just a teaching program, but it's a strategy program as well. We're literally going to be working in a group setting on your specific God project, right? A lot of programs, they teach you all of these skills, but they don't help you to apply them in your own life. Everybody's God project is not a one size fit all, right? There are general strategies that can be applied, but also there are times where we need to be actually able to apply them to our specific thing. And so this program is for you if overthinking is ruining your confidence, sabotaging your God projects and leading you into disobedience. It's also if you need help and accountability executing your God project. Sometimes, literally, we can get so overwhelmed by the things that God called us to do that we just do nothing. And I've been in that place. And I'm telling you, it's so helpful to have somebody working with you to not only plan out, right, to give you a plan, but to help you to work through that plan. So over the five weeks, we'll be covering five modules. Module one will be how to break the habit of overthinking. Again, you are not an overthinker. You have a habit of overthinking that can be broken. And it's by executing and using these different strategies. 
in module two, we'll be talking about winning the battle in your mind. So this is more than winning the battle in your mind is more than just overcoming negative thoughts. You have to understand that this thing is spiritual, right? There are the enemy is looking for a way in your mind. He's looking for you to come into agreement with those things so that they begin to shake, to take over your life. The enemy is not out just to kill that one seed. He's out for the, your destiny, right? And so we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare and breaking these legal rights and coming out of agreement with these, these vows and things that we've made to ourselves, right? These lies against our identity. And we're going to talk about who we truly are in God. So it's really a lot of repairing that foundation, that mental foundation, that's going to be um, the foundation to lead you where God has called you to do. Because again, God is not just going to give you one God project to do throughout your life. So you don't want to just have enough to get through one project. You want to be able to make a lifestyle change so that you're no matter what God calls you to do, you're able to be clear and confident. And so that's what module two is all about. Module three is a live strategy session for your God idea. So this is a working session, right? A part of us, you know, having crazy schedules is making time to actually work on your God project. So I don't want to just spend so much time teaching you things and you don't have any time to work on it. So during module three, we'll be actively working through your strategic plan, which we're going to develop and you actually completing your God project throughout these five weeks. And then in module four, we're going to talk about time management skills for perfectionists and procrastinators. So these skills are not only applicable to your God projects, but they're also applicable to your life in general. Again, we're looking to make a total lifestyle change so that we can become finishers of the things that God has called us to do. And, you know, Every time management skill isn't applicable to everyone. So th these are specific for people who have a habit of trying to get things perfect and procrastinating, right? That was me. Okay, that's something that I still deal with. Yet these strategies have allowed me to still execute and get a lot of things done, despite the thoughts that may come up in my mind. And then again, in module five, it's going to be your clear and confident plan. So you're going to have a whole plan developed for how to execute your God project. And again, during that time, you'll actually be working on it. So on that last module is going to be a strategy session. So the goal is through these five weeks to get as much of your God project done as possible. And I know you may be thinking to yourself, five weeks is not enough time, but it is. You will be so surprised how quickly you can get things done. The last client that I was working with, she was launching several things. And we, we sat down, we went through her strategic plan. And by the time we finished throughout the five-week program, she had already started the meeting for the new community that she was going through. She had her surveys lined up. She had a whole plan for how her online community was going to look. She had started the online community all within just five weeks. So it doesn't take as much time as you think. And I really believe that there's a grace for us to execute with an acceleration um, during this season. So what is included? Again, it's a five-week coaching program. We have live strategy sessions. So you're not just going to be listening to me talk. I'm going to be helping you to work through these things, right? This, these hour-long sessions are going to be spaces for you to get done the things that you need to get done, to ask the questions in real time. When the thoughts come up over the five weeks, you're going to be able to talk those things out instead of just dealing with them on your own, right? The whole purpose is to move you forward. There's also going to be a bonus, which is a free Organize My Thought Strategic Planner. So again, I'm really big on making things as simple as possible to execute. So you're going to have a free strategic planner with that as well. And then the program, again, is five weeks. It's going to run from July 6th through August 3rd. 
They're going to be on Thursday evenings. Typically, they're at 8, 8 p.m. Um, that time is flexible. I always like to ask people when everything is fully in settled, is that a good time for them? Because again, we're very busy, very flexible, but typically the program is on Thursday um, evenings and it's from 8 to 9 p.m. And the investment is $5.99 for the entire five weeks. Now, because also I know that after programs, sometimes you still need some accountability to move forward. So every person that is involved in the Clear and Confident Academy will also get an additional two months of accountability follow-ups. So this is where I will be checking in with you to see how you are doing. Again, it's just like when you leave an experience, sometimes that high wears off and you are no longer you know, focused on what God has called you to do. But I am called here to make sure that you finish the things that the Lord has called you to do. So again, you'll have those additional accountability check-ins of two months post the Clear Confident Academy program. All right, family, this wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this replay of how to execute your God projects while balancing a nine to five. If you would like to enroll in the Clear and Confident Academy, you can click the link in the show notes and all the information will be available for you. Also, if you have any questions, you can always email me at Kyla at OrganizeMyThoughts.com. That's Kyla, K-Y-L-I-A at OrganizeMyThoughts.com. I love you guys and I'll see you on the next episode.